0: Welcome back everybody. Hello. I'm Allie.
1: I'm Elizabeth. And we're back in person today. Thank goodness. Yes. Um, I think we need to open up with me apologizing for the absolutely crummy audio quality in the last episode. Um, My internet connection at home is not super stable and um, while we were recording I had no indication that it was being all glitchy and Kind of doing that zoom thing when you're um when your connection is unstable and yeah. it'll catch up all the audio at once <laughs> uh so it sounds really awful the third chapter that we recorded last week sounds fine okay i don't know what the difference was um but yeah i'm sorry that was that was me that was on my end
0: and that's definitely not going to be our preferred method of recording um we just had crazy lives kind of over the last few weeks. And so that was what worked. Um, so moving forward, we may still use that every once in a while when we're in a pinch, but, um, but I won't do it from my home and <laughs> <laughs> never fear our normal one will still be to do in person. Um, eventually we'll upgrade our audio, but it's just not quite in the cards currently.
1: Um, but you know, if you want to tell a friend about our podcast and help get our our listens up, then, you know, maybe we can start to upgrade some things a little quicker. Yeah.
0: Rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts, um, that actually does help a lot too. Um, I always heard other podcasts say that and thought like, yeah, okay, okay. But it it really
1: does help yeah. the algorithm. and Yeah. It helps new people find us. So. so if
0: you're feeling so inclined, it doesn't have to be anything... Crazy, just jot down a quick sentence or give us stars that you deem are appropriate. But we're hoping for five. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then just I don't know, tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I showered today. Does that count? It does. Okay. I also showered today. Oh you, are pretty. Oh man, we're like all shiny and clean. You can thank church for that one for me because
0: I had to shower before I went to
1: church. I just had a random burst of motivation. <laughs> um today for what we are
0: drinking um we
1: <laughs> we're phoning it in a little you know
0: we cheated a little bit um so instead of making a cocktail on theme for the book elizabeth was originally going to bring a beer but we are going to hold that for next time because because i forgot may it may may not have <laughs> forgotten
1: <laughs> i got part way here and went oh i forgot
0: <laughs> I'm sitting almost, at home. I'm the fridge this morning. I know, I almost texted you to remind you, and then I was like, no, Allie, don't be that person.
1: No, you should probably always be that person when it comes to me. That's what I tell people about me too. Yeah, I'm I'm not even offended. It's just who I am as a person.
0: So, um, today we are drinking Simply Spiked Lemonade. Elizabeth has a nice blueberry. I have the strawberry. Um there's also a watermelon in an original. I don't know if they have other flavors yet, but in the flavor
1: pack we got. Those are the four. I am excited about this. I, so I have not had any of the Simply Spiked, um, but one of my go-to drinks in the summer is to get a, just a decent blueberry vodka and mix it with lemonade. Yep. So I'm excited. <laughs> a little ASMR. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.
0: What oh, do you think? Oh, that's nice. I really like these.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little bit lighter than I expected, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's not, because sometimes for me, lemonade can be a little too much, or like it makes me thirsty.
1: The other thing for me is that anything that's too sweet, yeah. I just, I don't know, I feel gross. I can't drink a bunch of it, but this yeah. is this is pretty light. Um, i am got to look at the label now. Well, it is only five percent juice, so there's that. <laughs> Let's go look here. Oh, 18 grams of sugars in a twelve ounce can, so not sweet. as light <laughs> as it tastes. No, but no, but they do taste good.
0: Um, yeah, I'm the same way where I can't do anything like super sweet or more than like one of them. But right, these ones I can have a couple.
1: I met my friend Kristen for drinks on Friday. um... And the place that we always go to had a hibiscus martini on their specials. And you it was, sent me a picture of it. It looked really pretty. It was so delicious. I wish I remembered what was in it. I should have taken a picture of the menu <laughs> so we could have tried to recreate it. But No worries. I'm sure we can look one up too. Oh, I'm sure.
0: Um, but yeah, so I also, I'm not going to lie, I was feeling lazy. So I didn't feel like coming up with a special cocktail Um, since I knew we had these in the fridge your girl's tired.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It happens. I'm actually feeling pretty good today, but I am on day 10 of a 10-day stretch between my classes. So, I mean, granted, work has been bananas because it's standardized testing season. Yeah. And I've been coordinating it, which makes it double bananas. Um, Plus just the usual, like, it's May, the weather started to get nice at the end of this week. It's softball season, so we've got some late nights. Yep. Um, it's beautiful outside, and the kids get squirrely because it's the weather is good, and it's almost the end of the school year, and so it has been a busy week. But I think not having a class to manage on top of that has been just what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> but my next one starts tomorrow, so I don't even have like an excuse for why I'm
0: so tired this week. Cause I feel like work wasn't any crazier than it normally is. Mm-hmm. Um
1: there wasn't really like a ton extra going on but i think sometimes when you have the luxury of being tired it just all hits you yeah it's kind of cumulative yeah i don't know if that i don't have any science to back that up but i think that but once that's you, at least how it feels <laughs> yeah once you have the option of crashing sometimes your body goes yeah let's do this yep so
0: um so it's probably a good thing that we are doing this today because otherwise i would have napped for entirely too long on the couch
1: <laughs> and then not slept tonight <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, well, shall we get to it? We shall. All righty. Okay, before we dive too far into this, I have to give a warning. Um, I do still have a little bit of a residual lingering cough. I'm going to do my best to try to, I don't know, mute my microphone or something if it comes on, but it could sneak up. So be warned. To to speak. <laughs> Can't be helped. <laughs> Alright, so, chapter 23. I'm sitting here waiting for you to start, even though we just discussed that I was going (laughs) to kind of take the lead on this chapter. Like, why aren't you talking? I don't want to. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) And we're officially on part four,
1: though. Yes, it's now Monday in Pine Cove. And
0: we started on, what, Saturday night? Friday
1: night? One or the other, yeah.
0: I'll look it up while you talk. I think it might have been Saturday night was the night that all the dogs went crazy. Saturday,
1: Sunday, Monday? So really, or was it it Friday been, night into Saturday morning. That's what I'm trying to remember. I feel like it was Friday into Saturday. Let's look here. But I, I could be lying.
0: Saturday night
1: was oh, Saturday part one. night. Well, how about that? So
0: it's really only been like one full day. Wild. I know.
1: A lot has happened. <laughs> yes, it's been a very busy day. So we're now on Monday and we uh, pick back up with Rivera and we have not heard about this guy in a minute. Um, I'm assuming he is. So when we left him, he was feeling pretty screwed about the status of his investigation because he was going to blow wide open this whole drug dealing operation. And now he can't find the breeze and he's just got the idiot in the trailer who we know is Robert.
0: Yep, um, and we know that Robert doesn't know a single thing. No, not
1: not even half a thing. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming as I, you know, flipped over the page in my Kindle and saw Rivera, I'm guessing he's probably still feeling pretty screwed at this point. Yep. So where it picks up is Rivera shows up at the Breezes trailer with two uniformed officers, and he th- immediately throws Robert in handcuffs and Mirandizes him. Uh, Rivera has a warrant for the arrest of Robert and the Breeze, as well as a search of the trailer. So he, he came with all the warrants.
0: I also love that he finally reveals to Robert who he is.
1: And Robert oh. doesn't get it. No. No. So, yeah, it's at this point, after Rivera has introduced himself as a detective, he has explained these three warrants. He's informed Robert how much easier this is going to be for him if Robert tells him where to find the Breeze. Then Robert starts to piece together that Rivera is not a drug dealer. He has not pieced it completely together, though, because he starts telling Rivera about the suitcase on the living room floor that he took from Travis's car. And he's explaining that the breeze had nothing to do with that. He just took it because he wanted to know who the guy with Jenny was. But he hasn't been able to open it because it has a combination lock.
0: And I feel like Rivera should know right there that this guy has nothing to do with any sort of drug dealing.
1: He has nothing to offer Rivera, period. No,
0: and because, you know, though, like the second that he shows up with warrants, he's immediately like, is it about that suitcase? It's right there, man. Look, you can have it. I tried to get into it. I couldn't. This is why I took it. Like, spills it all out. Like, right, he's not doing anything more than guy, petty theft. <laughs> this
1: guy could not hold back information if he tried. Yeah, Not if his life depended on it. So at that point, a deputy comes in from the bedroom, and he is holding another aluminum suitcase, which he opens to reveal several square blocks of plastic-covered weed laid out in neat rows. They can smell it. It's got this skunky odor coming out of this suitcase, and the deputy volunteers to go get the test kit, and Rivera responds to him, right. It could just be lawn clippings that they weighed out in pounds.
0: But never... Before now, have I wanted to start collecting long clippings and weighing them out into pounds and keeping them in
1: a suitcase? I'm going to go ahead and advise against that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Rivera, he just does not have patience for the slightest bit of idiocy. He's like, you know what this is. I know what this is. Everybody knows what this is. There is no question what this is. Yeah, go get the test kit.
0: But I also respect Perez by trying to, you know, follow by the book, do what he knows he's supposed to do.
1: And realistically, you can't just say, "Your Honor, I know it was weed." Right? That's not that doesn't hold up as well as, "Yeah, I got we the tested. test kit, and this is what it is <laughs> because science." Yep. So. Rivera then goes back to questioning Robert and tells him he is in deep trouble, to which Robert responds by apologizing for being so rude to him the previous day and explaining that he's been going through some hard times.
0: (laughs) And, like, part of me wants to feel bad for Robert during this because he legitimately has nothing to do with this.
1: But but his hard times are all of his own making. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, the wrongful arrest stuff like that. Like, I want to feel bad for him for that part, but also, like,
1: Robert, you kind of put yourself in this situation a little bit. Right. Yeah, you're just an absolute moron. So Rivera offers to let Robert make it up to him by telling him where the breeze is, but Robert insists he doesn't know. So Rivera informs him, then you are going to eat shit for all that pot over there on the table. Robert insists he didn't even know it was there, and he thought they were there about the other aluminum suitcase, the one that he stole from Travis's car. Rivera tells Robert they're going to take a ride to the station and have a very long talk, at which time Robert can tell him all about the suitcase and the people the Breeze is associating with. Robert then asks about the charges, because, you know, he wasn't really fully awake yet when Rivera first arrived on scene. And Rivera tells him the charges are possession of marijuana for sale and conspiracy to sell marijuana. He also tells him, actually, the conspiracy charge is the nastier of the two. Robert is puzzled by this, saying... So you didn't even know about the suitcase I took? <laughs> like, oh no, not until Nor you... Nor
0: does, does he care about it, honestly. Right.
1: I, I love that he just absolutely spilled his guts before he took the time to find out why they were there. Yep. Just not a very good criminal. Um, Rivera tells Robert he couldn't care less about that suitcase, but Robert absolutely insists that Rivera should bring it along just to see who the guy was that it belonged to. So... He's really in a pickle here, but he is still trying to get his own needs met. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Rivera does not let Robert even finish the sentence before he slams the door on his, on his vehicle uh, with well, Robert inside it.
0: And Robert <clears throat> took it one step further, saying that he should bring the suitcase so that the guys at the lab can open it.
1: Yes. And then he can find out who is with Jenny. <laughs> right, right. It's just the whole thing is ridiculous. Yes. So he's, you know, insisting on this from the back seat of the car, and Rivera doesn't even let him finish the sentence. He just slams the door shut on him. But he does instruct one of the deputies to grab the suitcase and tag it. Rivera says he doesn't believe it's more marijuana, but, quote, the wacko seems to think it's important.
0: What do we think is in that suitcase?
1: Um, so there's, my theory is, there's two pieces of the puzzle that they need to send Catch back Mm -hmm. to hell, right? And it's the seal that they're looking for. Yep. So what was the other thing? It's a good question.
0: Um, I mean, there was the canister that the gin was
1: put in. Mm-hmm. But that's not it. Yep. There were like two pieces to the puzzle. And it's, it's whichever one they have. Yeah. That gives Travis control of catch. Um,
0: I thought the seal was what gave him control,
1: so it must be the other part that they're looking for. My um, Kindle is being very uncooperative right now. I'm going to try to backtrack and look it up, because I, when I thought about this earlier, did I make notes of my thought process? Never. No, because how would I forget that? <laughs> I would know what I was talking about. Um, okay, so let's go back... We're going to go to part one.
0: The seal and the invocation. Okay. Is what I'm seeing. There might be something else still though.
1: Where is, which chapter was? Because it was before I started doing my notes on the laptop.
0: Yep. So it was prior to seven. Because that's when I started doing them on the laptop.
1: I didn't start on the laptop till like 11. <laughs> Let's
0: see. Because in order to... Because in Chapter 10, they talk about how Jianhan Jian is powerless without a master, but without the seal and invocation, he can't have a master.
1: Okay. So maybe the suitcase contains the invocation? Is that what we're going with?
0: I It contains one of them. I don't remember which one they have and which one they're looking for.
1: I'm pretty confident that they're... Looking for the seal. That definitely could be. This would have been a very good thing for me to look up ahead of time and take notes on. Here we go. Nope. Next one. We're now where we first met Augustus Bryan. Isn't this fascinating listening to me try to (laughs) scroll through my Kindle and find things? (laughs) Best podcast ever. It's going to win all the awards. Okay, here we go. Brian and the Jen are having their first conversation.
0: Oh yeah, because that's where he recounts the story of
1: yes working
0: for Solomon. Yes.
1: Um, yeah. Hmm. Tell you what, I'll look, it, look up, it up and
0: talk about it, and I'll in get a back
1: second. to you. Yes. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that was the end of that particular chapter, so... Alrighty. There we go. Okay, Okay. so between chapters, we kind of did some looking back, um, because I was not finding what I was looking for nearly as quickly as I thought I could, (laughs) Um, and it would seem to me that the suitcase probably has the seal in it, because... We haven't found out yet what it is that Travis is looking for. Yep. So we've known about the seal, but it's and Travis has to have the seal to control the demon. Yep. But Travis is looking for something that we haven't figured out. Way,
0: yes, and he thinks Amanda had, or it seems like
1: Amanda may have it or know where no, it is. No, sorry, Ephrem's wife. Yes. So, so my guess is that the suitcase contains the seal.
0: Yep. That was kind of my guess as well.
1: That was kind of a long way to get there,
0: but <laughs> we made it,
1: and I'm proud of us. So, Allie.
0: Chapter 24, Augustus Brine, yes. my man. <laughs> um, so we start with him sitting in his pickup truck. He is parked a block away from Jenny's house. Um, John Henjian is there with him in the passenger seat. And we find out that Brian also has his own special secret roast coffee, and I'm wondering if he sells this in the store. Or if he roasts it is, for himself. Yeah, this is his own personal thing. Super secret. I want to drink it. I know. I want to know what it is. Um, So he's drinking that. He had a thermos of it. He's on his last cup. And he's trying to savor it because he has the thought that this may be his last cup of coffee ever.
1: I'm going to start appreciating my coffee more. Right.
0: <laughs> so he's understandably anxious and nervous and has all this fear inside of him and so he's trying to call on a little bit of zen there to help calm him down and it's not working and all he can think of is the zen proverb that said like trying to bite the teeth there is not only nothing to grasp but nothing with which to grasp it that's deep yeah also, I don't like teeth as you know, and so that also like makes me cringe a little bit. <laughs> trying to like think of it and picture
1: it. <laughs> do you want to watch me try to bite my teeth? For I a don't <laughs> please. <laughs> no, thank <they do. laughs>
0: you. So I thought that that was interesting though, where like he's trying so hard to catch on to Zen, try to calm himself down, but the more that he's trying to do it, the less he's able to do it. Which is exactly how it works. Yep. Um, so all that he would like to do right now is go home and drink a few bottles of wine and kill some brain cells that way, but he knows that that's not an option.
1: No, he's in too deep at this point.
0: And part of me was like, that could be an option. It's not a great option, but it's still technically an option. Yeah,
1: but it's one that he's not going to take because he's, he's too invested and he's too responsible. Yep. He's got an entire town to take care of. (laughs)
0: Um, Jianhen Jian offers to go take a look around, or a feel-around, <laughs>
1: which, awkward. as I was typing
0: it, seemed a little weird, but, <laughs> um, because Catch is invisible, so he wouldn't be able to see him, but he could feel for him in the car. Um, I think, as I was reading that, I thought, man, that seems like it would really throw off your element of surprise, though, mm-hmm. um, which Brian then agrees with, and says, you know, no, I, I'm going to risk it so that Ketch does not get alerted to us. Right. Jenny leaves the house and gets in her Toyota.
1: Nope, which, nope before that. Hold oh, on, yes. hold on. <laughs> so the gin tells Brian, I hope you can move fast, Augustus Brian. If Ketch sees you, he will be on you in an instant. So Brian insists he can move, but really he's kind of feeling like a fat old man. He's tired and he's a little wired from too much coffee and not enough sleep. I know that feeling very, very well. Yep, Because I very recently pulled an all-nighter to finish my final project, yep. and I swear to God, I could feel my entire nervous system for like two days. Yeah, There was just a faint buzzing all along my spine, and it was awful. And so... you
0: simultaneously feel like you could run a marathon and sleep for 50 hours.
1: Yes, yes, so it's an <laughs> awful feeling, and that really just leapt out at me, and I went, ooh, I know where he's at, it's not fun. <laughs> yep.
0: On top of all the anxiety he already has without the caffeine, yes. So Jenny leaves the house and gets in her Toyota, which Brian is very relieved to see her alive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Jenny tries to start the car, but it turns over twice and dies, puffing blue smoke out of the exhaust pipe. Which I looked up, and that likely means that there's an oil leak in the engine, is burning oil. I was totally gonna guess that. <laughs> According to FirestoneCompleteAutoCare.com. <laughs> <laughs> So Brian is now faced with an ethical dilemma which reminded me of the trolley tracks Mm. where he says if she goes back towards the house I'm going to stop her and John Henjian says you can't. You have to think about the thousands of people that Ketch will eat if we aren't able to pull this off. So he wants to save Jenny because she's his friend and he knows her Mm -hmm. and he also then has to think that could risk Saving thousands of people's lives from catch. Right.
1: So which track are you going to pick if you're the trolley conductor? (laughs) I am going to pick the first one. And then I'm going to back the trolley up and (laughs) sit until the second one. Because then I haven't had to make the choice. (laughs) So Jenny eventually
0: gets the car started. and She drives off to work. Brian wants to... He uh, moves up a little closer to Jenny's house. wants to keep the truck engine running for a quick getaway but the gin says that he should probably turn it off so that they can hear if Ketch approaches.
1: Valid reasoning. Yes. I see both sides. Yes. So,
0: begrudgingly, uh, Brian turns off the truck. They then start to the back of the truck where there are 20 10-pound bags of flour, each with a wire sticking out the top.
1: Called it. Yep. I totally called it. Yep.
0: And they keep... Or they begin carrying them from the truck to the far corner of the yard. Brian is able to take two bags at a time, and John Jian can barely manage one at a time. And he's
1: carrying it like a baby. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um, so his anxiety increases with each trip back to the truck. To the point that the djinn steps on a twig and Brian nearly has a heart attack because he thinks it's catch. Mm -hmm. Uh, The djinn comforts him with, if the demon is here, he will come after me first. You may have time to escape. Maybe. (laughs) Yes. Very comforting. Within 90 seconds of starting, which I realize it's not like a crazy amount of bags, but a minute and a half still seemed like pretty fast to me to complete this
1: yes but I bet to them it would feel extremely extremely slow I bet it felt like an eternity yes
0: and that's it made me think of the days of pageant with um talent because when I competed they had shortened it to 90 seconds for talent I think previously it had
1: been like two minutes it might have been and I don't know when I competed it was a long time ago I don't (laughs) remember
0: (laughs) and then they shortened it to 90 seconds which, when you're trying to cut down a piano piece, is very difficult to make it 90 seconds sometimes. But when you're up there performing it, sometimes it also feels like it is like five minutes long.
1: <laughs> it was always the longest 90 seconds of my life. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, so within that 90 seconds of starting to unload the truck, the front yard has been dotted with flower bags and the wires are leading back to the truck.
1: A spider web of wires. Yes. I loved that visual.
0: <laughs> and now the gin is in the back of the truck with two lead wires crouched over a car battery that Brian had attached to the floor of the
1: back of the truck with duct tape. Um, Because there's nothing you can't accomplish with a little bit of duct tape. All you need is duct tape or WD-40. If it moves Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't, you use the duct tape. If it doesn't move and it should, you use the (laughs) WD-40. Okay. (laughs) Did you know you can actually use cooking spray in place of WD-40 for a lot of uses? That makes sense to me. I'm going to try it with the hinges of my front door, (laughs) um, which I've left squeaky as a burglar alarm, but they're really starting to annoy me. (laughs) So I'll try it. I'll let you know how it goes. Deal. So Brian gives John
0: on the instruction, count to 10, then touch the wires to the battery. After they go off, start the truck. Mm -hmm. And immediately when writing that, I was like, or reading that, I was like, well, where is Frank gonna be then and right he's like it just seems like you would both want to be in the truck
1: <laughs> yeah it was a little nerve-wracking yep yeah.
0: so he runs to the front steps of the house and crouches down beside them because the porch the little like landing area isn't big enough for him to crawl under um he covers his face with his arms and he has the thought about you know one seal bomb on its own is relatively harm- harmless harmless but he has no idea what twenty of them simultaneously going off will do.
1: Yeah, and this is—he one... probably didn't have a whole lot of time to be concerned about it.
0: No, and this is one heck of a way to test that.
1: <laughs> go big or go home.
0: So Brian counts to ten too because he's trying to like prepare himself. And nothing he uh-huh. gets past ten, and nothing,
1: so he he's... gets a full on
0: fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> So he stands up and I just imagine it being like the old school cartoons where like the second he stands up then they detonate. Right. And it wasn't quite that, but it was close. So he stands up and yells, Um, the wires, you know, like telling him, You gotta touch the wires to the battery." <laughs> Wrong liver. <laughs> <laughs> so then he just hears the gin shout back, It is done, followed by <laughs> explosions. For a moment. The world turned white with flour. Then storms of flame mushroomed into the sky as airborne flour was ignited by successive explosions.
1: Called it again. Flour is flammable. I am a genius.
0: And this was another one that I said, I
1: really kind of want to try this now. (laughs) You got a backyard. It's true. You You got a big front yard.
0: It's true. Less trees in the front yard. Got a sack of flour?
1: Probably. I don't have a seal bomb, though. Okay, so we need to get a seal down, and then we need to start a Patreon.
0: Yes.
1: So we can post the video. And then we need to start a GoFundMe for bond money. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, so Brian dives down to the ground and covers his head once more. Once the explosions were done, he stood up to try and see through the smoke and the fire and the... The cloud flower. Flower. <laughs> um, He hears the front door open, and he can't see anything in all this flower. So he reaches into the doorway, feels someone's shirt, grabs it, and just yanks him out. And he is hoping that it's the man and that it's not the demon that he's pulling down to the bottom of the stairs. Touch my mic. Mic drop. Mic drop. (laughs) Um, So, again, he can see absolutely zero. Mm -hmm. So he begins just blindly punching at the man, finally connecting with something hard, and feels the man go limp in his arms. He hears the truck start and drags the unconscious man across the yard, yard, the yard, across the yard towards the sound of the truck. Cue sirens in the distance. Yes. Did not take long. Nope. <laughs> um, Brian shoves the man in the truck, uh, which pushes the gin out of the way, and he climbs in, and he just peels out of there. Yes. Um, but I also thought, you know he better hope he doesn't drive past any of those first responders because his truck is going to be covered in flour and they're going to
1: know that he was there. That might look just a little suspicious <laughs> now that you mention it.
0: Um, so the gin was surprised by the fire, and it sounds like Brian was as well. So he said, you know, you didn't say that there would be fire, and Brian says, well, I didn't know there would be fire. <laughs> um, he intended for all of the charges to go off at one time, Mm-hmm. Forgetting that the fuses would most likely burn at different rates. Yes. He also did not think that the flower would ignite, just cover everything so they could see catch coming.
1: And may I just just one last time point out my genius for not only figuring out the plan, but also anticipating how it would go awry. <laughs> Listen, we told you there'd be spoilers, I delivered. It's true. <laughs> John Gion informs
0: Brian that Ketch was not there and that Travis has lost control of Ketch. He knows this because Brian was able to harm Travis. Brian is now annoyed that the gin didn't tell him this before, to which Gian replies, I forgot. <laughs>
1: and Brian is like about to completely lose it. Which I don't blame him. That seems like a big thing to forget to mention. <laughs> yes. I also loved the, the visual on this. Um, the quote from the book is, covered in flour and soot, He looked like an enraged, abominable snowman. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So he says, you forgot I could have
0: died. Like, how do you forget? And then the next quote I have is, to die in the service of the great John Henjian. What an honor. I envy you, Augustus (laughs) Bryan." Right. And he also then removes his stocking cap, shakes the flower off of it, holds it to his chest in a salute, And reveals that his bald head is the only thing not covered in flour. Yes. And this visual to Augustus is the funniest thing, which I'm really glad he can find humor in this moment. Yes. And when asked what's so funny, Brian replies, you look like a worn brown crayon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All this laughing and commotion, Travis has woken up and he just immediately asks what's so funny, which I thought was like not, you know, who are you? Where, Where am I? I? What's going on? What happened? Why'd you punch me? What's with all the explosions? How did I get here? Yeah. What's so funny?
1: <laughs> yes, that's the pertinent question. Yes.
0: He doesn't get to find out what's so funny, though, because Brian immediately cocks him again. Yep. And then that is the end of chapter 24.
1: Love it. Alrighty, and then to wrap up today, we have chapter 25. We finally get to hear from Ephraim's wife, Amanda.
0: And when it said Amanda, my first note was, another new person. And then I read the first sentence, and I was like, oh, it's Ephraim's wife. We technically already know about her, but I don't remember hearing her name before.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is the first point where she is really directly involved in the story. So this picks up with her at her daughter's house. And she told her daughter she wanted to leave early to beat the traffic, but really, she just doesn't sleep well away from home, and she didn't want to spend another morning lying in the guest room trying to be quiet while she waits for everybody else in the household to wake up.
0: And Estelle just sounds like a real treat.
1: Yeah, she's she's (laughs) kind of awful. So Amanda is up at 5 and on the road before 5.30. So for the last few years... The visits to Estelle, her daughter, have just been miserable because Estelle cannot resist pointing out that each visit could be her last. And she's all teary and, you know, just all worked up about this. And Amanda has finally gotten to the point she stopped comforting Estelle and started pointing out that she has more energy than Amanda's husband, Herb, who, quote, if it weren't for his finger moving on the remote control, you'd never know he was alive at all.
0: (laughs) And also, like, I've had that thought sometimes with, like, older relatives or something like that, but you don't verbalize it to
1: them. No, that's like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you because you're going to die soon, and I might never again. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't go there. Not cool. You keep that inside. <laughs> also, reading this part, I'm sitting here going, is this foreshadowing because it's making me nervous, and I don't know if I like it. Yep. So, um, Amanda gets irritated with Ephraim, Quote, marauding around the house like an old tomcat but then she thinks about herb and says that compared to herb another quote ephraim was errol flynn and douglas fairbanks rolled into one and she misses him yep so it's kind of cute that they're they're both missing each other their love story just like i love it it's just adorable yeah so so she hits the road She drives five over. She changes lanes aggressively because she was an old woman, but refused to drive like one. I respect that. Absolutely. I wish there were a few more people (laughs) driving that way on my daily commute. She makes the 100 miles to Pine Cove in just over an hour and a half. And she figures at this point, Ephraim is going to be in his workshop working on his wood carvings and smoking cigarettes. I knew that she had to know. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: I knew she had to know.
0: They always think we don't know. We know.
1: Yeah, we know. Um... That was one thing she wasn't supposed to know about. The other one is the exercise show that he watches. (laughs) The quote here is, Cookies snitched from the jar are always sweeter than those served on a plate, and nothing evokes the prurient like Puritanism. And that's kind of a tongue twister. I
0: also loved, Men have to have their secret lives and forbidden pleasures, real or perceived. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. So basically, this has kind of become a game between the two of them that Ephraim doesn't know about, where Amanda is getting just close enough to catching Ephraim to keep him alert to the possibility of being discovered, but never quite catches him, Yep. but knows the whole time what's going on. What a good wife. Yes. So she plans to pull into the driveway, rev the engine, take her time so that Ephraim can take a shot of breath spray to cover the smell of tobacco on his breath. Because it apparently has not occurred to him that she's the one buying the breath spray with the groceries every week.
0: I also love that in this chapter she repeatedly calls him an old fart. Yes. And like, I I just love that dynamic.
1: Yes. Yup. So, when Amanda enters the house, there's a burnt smell in the air.
0: Wait, sorry, did you also talk about how she's the one that buys the breath spray? Are
1: you even paying attention to me? (laughs) I zoned for a second. Clearly, because I literally just said, "Okay, Ephraim can take a shot of breath spray to cover the smell of tobacco on his breath because it apparently has not occurred to him that she is the one who bought the breath spray with the groceries each week." <laughs> yes, silly old man. So that would that would be the point where yes, I discussed the breath spray. Okay, I was sure. Oh my gosh, why am I even here? Why do I even talk? I told you I'm tired this week. Oh my goodness. So anyway, she enters the house and there's a burnt smell in the air. And she assumes Ephraim has been cooking. And that sounds like a safe assumption based on the description we heard of Of what he did to poor tater tots. Um, She's expecting to find a ruined frying pan in the kitchen, but it's clean.
0: Well, and what she actually smelled was cordite. Yes. Which is a smokeless explosive that's used in ammo. Yeah, I just discussed that.
1: I'm just kidding. I was like, do not do this to me. I swear that one you didn't. No, I didn't. I just couldn't resist. Um, I was like, if you really did, I quit here and now. I'm done. I, I will flip a table. Um, so she decides, well, maybe it's coming from the workshop. She usually doesn't go out there because he uses these high-speed drills for carving, and it reminds her of the dentist office. And... That made me clench a little bit. I, yep. I don't like that either.
0: I don't like when they scrape my teeth. It makes my, my toes curl because I have to stay still so I can't do
1: anything else, but I sit there and curl my toes. I've had to pry my fingernails out of the arm of the chair before. Yeah, it's, I'm not a fan. It's just not a fun time. So there's no sound out there today, so she knocks on the door and she announces herself and there's no response. And now she's starting to get a chill. She had imagined finding Ephraim cold and stiff a thousand times, but always she was able to push the thought out of her mind. So she announces herself again a little louder. She has never actually been in the workshop itself, nor has she ever seen his carvings, with the exception of a few that he's dragged out at Christmas to donate to local charities.
0: Which that surprises me, because even if he didn't want you in there, the second that he is like gone with a friend for the day or something, I'm in that workshop...
1: Seeing what's in there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I'm way too nosy to never see. It's. It was also interesting to me that. Okay, maybe she's never been out there. I can. I can deal with that. Yeah. But she'd never seen his carvings either, which I thought yeah. was just wild. I know the amount then, of time he spends on. And
0: it. I was like, either he's out there not actually really carving, and he's just out there. It's like his. But
1: spot we know to get he away. is.
0: Yeah. Or I would. Then my thought was, so what's he carving? <laughs> I know, right?
1: So Amanda pauses before she opens the door and she's thinking maybe she should call somebody because if he's dead, she doesn't want to face it alone. But on the other hand, he could be just hurt and lying on the floor waiting for help. So she decides she's going to go ahead and she's going to open the door. He's not there. So that makes her breathe a sigh of relief, but then the anxiety comes back because where is he? Yep. So she's looking around the workshop and she discovers that the shelves are filled with carved figures anywhere from a few inches high to a few feet long. And they are all figures of nude women, but not just any nude women. Every single one of them is Amanda.
0: Yep. Um, And when I first read that, at first I was like, of course they're all naked women, like another pervy old guy out there in his wood shop carving. And then when I read that they were all Amanda, I was like, okay, that's kind of sweet."
1: (laughs) Yeah. A little weird. Yeah. But really sweet. (laughs) So she goes room to room looking for him. She can't figure out where he would be. He doesn't drive anymore if he'd left with a friend he would have left a note and beyond all that all of his friends are dead he doesn't go for walks literally where could this guy be
0: the pine cove poker club was his friends yes and they have all lost they have lost all of its members one by one until solitaire was the only game in town yes <laughs> and
1: that made me think of the song which one it's a carpenter's song it's called solitaire oh i don't know, if I know solitaire about. is the only game in town Hmm. I don't yeah. think I do know that one. All right. Um, but also, she went room to room. Apparently, she didn't make it to the bedroom.
0: Yeah. Like, you say room to room. That, to me, says you went in every single room. How do you miss bullet holes in a door?
1: I feel like maybe she was starting room to room, but then decided, like, no, this makes no sense. I need to call somebody.
0: That could be. Because that was all I could think was, like, mm-hmm.
1: You're not looking that closely for him if you miss bullet holes in your bedroom door. Right. So Amanda decides that she is going to call her granddaughter (gasps) Jenny. Jenny. (laughs) Plot twist. Jenny is Amanda's granddaughter.
0: But then I started wondering... Jenny is
1: Ephraim's granddaughter. Is Jenny...
0: Like, is that Estelle's daughter? No. So they have more than one kid, apparently. I believe so. They must if Estelle's not. I don't
1: get the impression that Jenny is Estelle's daughter.
0: I didn't either, but that's just the only
1: kid we've heard about. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Jenny. Plot twist. (laughs) So she calls Jenny, but there's no answer. So she fights to keep her voice controlled, and she leaves Jenny a message, kind of loosely explains what's going on, asks Jenny to call her back. And as soon as she hangs up, the phone rings, and there's a woman's voice on the other end that says, oh good, you're home. Mrs. Elliott, you've probably seen the bullet hole in your bedroom door. Don't be frightened. If you listen carefully and follow my instructions, everything will be fine.
0: Now I'm picturing Ketch as uh, Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: That <laughs> was my Woo! first thought, but clearly this is Rachel.
0: I wondered though, because, so I thought at first Rachel, but I felt like she would have recognized Rachel's voice. I don't
1: know. I mean, how much do you think her path is going to cross with Rachel? I mean, Pine Cove is small. It is, but um, I don't picture Amanda hanging out at the slug. No. And I don't picture Amanda being somebody that Rachel is going to seek out to join her coven.
0: I don't think so either, but I feel like they have to cross paths in town
1: occasionally. But if it's only occasional, is she really going to piece together the voice? I think she would. Because I'm guessing they're not holding a conversation.
0: Right. But it seems like maybe it would sound familiar to her. And Ketch did impersonate a woman's scream. True. To Ephraim. So is it just a scream that he could impersonate? Or can he just impersonate a woman's voice as well? Who knows what he can do.
1: But exactly. I, still, I still am team... This is Rachel on the phone. Okay. I'm team Ketch. Nah. Rachel. All right. We shall see. I'm going to be right again. We'll see. I'm going to be right again. We'll see. (laughs) I'm always right. I'm a genius. (laughs) All right. So that is the end of that chapter. Okay. So that has been chapters 23, 24, and 25. Yes. Of Practical Demon Keeping. Um... We're getting close to three-quarters of the way through. We are. I feel like we can we can power through, and in a couple of weeks, we're going to be all the way through this. Power through is the wrong phrase, because... That makes it sound like it's a chore. And it's not. This really is a fun book to read. Yeah. Um, as are all of Christopher Moore's books.
0: I'm just always afraid, too, that we're spending too many episodes on one, but that's going to be inevitable for some
1: books, too. It, they're just... I the way I, And the way I see this playing out is that I think sometimes we'll do a deep dive like this where we really go kind of chapter by chapter. Other ones I think we'll be able to discuss in an episode or two. Yeah. Just kind of depending on the complexity and, um, yeah. So this one's a deep dive, but... We're wanging it. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, we'll evolve. Yeah. Theoretically.
0: Yeah. Um... Let us know what you think so far. I know we've been asking that the last few episodes as well, but we haven't gotten a ton of feedback yet. So if you have any suggestions to give, please do so. Um, our Facebook page is Spirits and Spoilers Podcast. Our Instagram is Spirits Spoilers Pod. And our email is spirits spoilers Pod at com. Yes. So and you can we
1: reach like us all at those any things. of those. Yes. Have you checked the email recently? I
0: haven't, but I haven't linked to my phone, so it gives me a notification, but I can pull it up gotcha. right now.
1: Okay. Because um, it just occurred to me that I intended to look at it this morning and I did not.
0: Yeah. was busy like
1: eating breakfast and folding laundry and nothing yet. Alright. Um feel free to flood our inbox. Um Tell us about fun things that you've blown up in your yard or in somebody else's yard. Um, Yeah. God, what else? Tell us about a time you played with seal bombs. (laughs) I
0: was going to say, have you ever heard of a seal bomb before? (laughs) Right.
1: Um, What else? I don't know. What were some of the important themes we just talked about? I mean, we just let the insurance one release, so we, we might still have our fun insurance stories coming up. Yep. But, yeah, um... Like we said, we're getting closer to the end on this one. We've kicked around some ideas for what to do next. Um, I think we're pretty strongly right now leaning toward The Haunting of Hill House. Yep. Um, We've also kind of talked about maybe doing Alice's Adventures in Wonderland in the near future. Um, But if you've got other ideas, send them our way and we'll put them on our our Goodreads list. Yep. Speaking of which, Pay attention to Facebook because I'm going to try to link our Goodreads profile to our Facebook page so that you can easily look at, um, I'll throw in there any books that we have talked about that we're reading, any books that we read for the podcast. So if you heard about something that sounded interesting, but you can't remember what it was, that'll give you somewhere to go and look.
0: Yep. I like
1: it. So, um,
0: what are you reading listening to and watching lately i feel like it's been a while since we've actually been in person with each other
1: it has um listening to i (laughs) so i was on a big alanis morissette kick for a minute for like a week yeah um so i was listening to a lot of jagged little pill (laughs) (laughs) i want to go see that musical i do so bad (laughs) oh that'd be fun um other than that let's see this morning I listened to a couple of things this morning. I was listening to Smartless. That's a good one. I love that one. And it was the episode where they're talking to Rob Lowe. Okay. At which point I learned that Rob Lowe has a podcast.
0: That doesn't surprise me, but and I it's didn't... called
1: Literally. <laughs> of course it is. Yes. <laughs> I have not listened to it yet, but I intend to subscribe. Um, I can't. I feel like I. On the one hand, I can't really recommend it because I haven't heard it. On really? the other hand, it's Rob Lowe, and it's got to be good. It's, it's going to be, be fine. Yeah. So um, everything's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> on the way here, I listened to an episode of Murder with my husband, which. I believe, was recommended by a listener. By Brie. Yes. Um, Brie, excellent recommendation. I've heard like two episodes now, and I'm loving it. Yeah, it's Uh, really
0: good. I've listened to a couple.
1: The one I listened to today was the um, Massacre at the Bed and Breakfast. Okay. It was set in Maine.
0: Okay. I haven't listened to that episode yet.
1: It was a good one. I, I just love the premise, though, of like the wife is a true crime junkie and the husband hates it. Yeah and it's
0: Dad's joe and i like when we go on road trips a lot of times like not the entire time because i know he likes to listen to music and stuff but when i'm in the car i listen to podcasts oh me too um and so for a little bit he'll be like all right put on one of your podcasts and um <laughs> there was one that he enjoyed it was two comedians that were doing True Crime, but it was uh, called Small Town Murder. Okay. And so they covered small like small towns all over the country and like their oh, murders and stuff. And Joe would listen to that one with me. But a lot of the other ones, it was like, you could tell he was a new it, but he didn't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, he got invested and needed to know what happened, but he still gives me a hard time for listening to them.
1: <laughs> you need to take your husband someplace in the near future so that he can catch up on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> As I do. <laughs> clearly, he still has not listened. <laughs> he has made no reference. He nope. has made no comments on Facebook.
0: Nope. Hasn't said anything to me in person. I think the only... I Last I asked him, he had only listened to one episode.
1: So either he is still a slacker about listening, or he just enjoys the attention.
0: Either way. <laughs> I can
1: see it go either way. <laughs> um, so that's listening to... As far as reading... Um, Honestly, I haven't done a ton of reading lately outside of this. Um, still working on the same book I was before. And I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But I've mentioned it a couple of times. The Stolen Book of Evelyn Aubrey. Oh. Yeah,
0: something that's what like that. it is.
1: Yep. Um, watching. God, I feel like I just started something recently on Netflix. I feel like I told either you or dad about it and said you have to watch it. But I don't know what it was. I did go see the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie last night. Is it good? It is good. Okay. It was a little more serious than what I was anticipating. But it was very good. good. So I recommend it.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm excited to finish our... Well, not finish, but to progress through the tour of the Marvel movies that I'm doing with Addie so that we can get to some Guardians of the Galaxy. I think she'll really enjoy that.
0: Yeah. Um... Joe and I have started our chronological Star Wars watch through with all the movies and all the series. Oh um, boy. So that one is going to be an endeavor. We've watched episodes one and two, the Clone Wars movie, and we've started the Clone Wars series. We're still on season one. Um, How of, many seasons are there? I think seven. Ooh. But all the episodes are only about like 20, between like 20 and 30 minutes. Okay. Um. So it's not too bad. Um, it's animated, so that's a little bit different, because I never, I'm not used to Star Wars being animated, because I right. haven't watched it to this point, but it's its good so far, and I've heard really good things about this series. Okay. Um, so we have started watching that. A new season of Firefly Lane has come out on Netflix, which, if you haven't seen, you should watch. I watched season one, and I started season two um, I think you would like that one a lot, though. What's the premise? Um, it's two best friends, um, one of which is Sarah Chalk, who played Elliot Reed in Scrubs. Oh, okay, yeah. And the other is Katherine Heigl. Oh, yep. Um, I'm going to look up a synopsis. Who was in a different
1: medical show, so that's random.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot that she was in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm going to look up the description of it. Because it's been long enough since I watched season one that I'm still trying to remember exactly what happened. Um, but basically, it's the two of them met as young girls on Firefly Lane. They lived close to each other, uh, became inseparable friends throughout 30 years of Up and Downs. Um, it's a romantic drama with a little bit of comedy
1: in it. Mm. Um
0: but it's it's not, like, a heavy focus on the romance. It's mostly about, like, their friendship and okay. some of the crazy stuff that, that goes on. And um, it is a more serious show, but there is a little bit of humor in it. Okay. But it's really good.
1: I might check it out. I am, See, I am not at all a, like, rom-com person. Yeah. Give me a straight-up comedy. Give me an action movie. I don't really do... Romance or rom-coms?
0: Yeah, there's romance in it, but I wouldn't say that that's like the primary focus of the show. Okay, I'll give it a shot then. All right. Um, listening to Two. oh, Thanks. <laughs> I just started it by accident because I pulled <laughs> up my phone. <laughs> goodness. Um, I've been listening to a lot of bananas because I started at the beginning and have been listening. Through. Isn't
1: that one fun? Yeah,
0: it's a good one. Um, and they in one of the episodes I listened to recently. Talked about the Trinairy outhouse races in the UP. Yes, and I meant to
1: tell you that that had been covered.
0: Yes, and I went to those one year <laughs>
1: uh, when I lived
0: up there, so that was really exciting to hear. It's a good time. It's an excuse to go outside in the winter and drink and. But I mean, it sounds like fun. It's a lot of fun to watch the races too. People build their own, like what they call outhouses. There's certain qualifiers to make it an outhouse to be able to be in the race. Okay, and then it's. A team pushing it down the the raceway. <laughs> so, oh my god! Um, it's a good time. Do you time have to... somebody in it? I don't think so. Oh okay. Some people put like mannequins in them and stuff nice. like that. Yeah. Um, but the themes for them are always so good. Oh, okay. Um, I've been listening to Swish and Flick. Also, they mm-hmm. just wrapped up Half Blood Prince, and um, are going to be starting the final book soon. Oh wow. Um. So, that's been, I've listened to it for the last, I don't know, year or two, probably. Um, and that one has been really, really good. Um, and then reading, I did not uphold the deadline that I set for myself of having all good people here finished by the next time we record it in person for you, but I am reading it. <laughs>
1: You are a terrible person. I you should feel bad.
0: <laughs> so I will have that one for you at some point, but I'm reading that one, and that one's really good, too. I've
1: been enjoying it. Um, I have heard that Elena Urquhart is really working on the sequel to The Butcher in the Red. Yes. I know that one is just about to release in paperback. Okay. Now, granted, I'm a month behind on listening to their podcast, so for all I know, it has. Or maybe she said it was releasing this summer. I don't know. My the sequels are apparently not much better than yours. <laughs> no, the paperback of the original. Oh, the, the paperback. Oh, okay. Yep. Um but that it was going to have a preview Ooh. of a chapter of the next book in it. So okay. It means we're getting closer. Yeah. That
0: was a really good one. I know we'll cover that one at some point. Yeah. And that'll probably be one I would assume that we'll do chapter by chapter like we do this one.
1: I think that one would need to be a
0: deep dive. Yeah. Um But that's honestly, I think, one of the best books that I've read in a while. Um, So I'm really excited for the sequel to come out when she's done with that one. Yeah. But that's,
1: I think, all I've been up to lately. Awesome. I am um, not setting any reading goals for myself right now because, like I said, I'm about to start my next class tomorrow, and then I am... Like everybody who works in education right now, just dragging myself kicking and screaming to the end of the school year. So, yep. um, you know, I'm doing softball and doing all that fun stuff. So, I'm just trying to read a little bit here and there. Yeah. But when I'm when I'm done with my book, I'll I'll toss it your way. Okay. I have a stack of books for you that I keep leaving at home. Yeah. It's probably like in the fridge right next to the beer that I didn't bring today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, Joe, Eric, and I did go see the D and D movie, the Dungeons and the Dragons uh-huh. movie. You actually, I think, would like that one. Really? Yeah, it's it, okay. it's a good like action one, but it's there's a lot of comedy in it. Okay, it's really funny. Hmm.
1: And I don't have to be into D no. to enjoy the movie. Nope. Okay. Well, good to know. Yeah. So it's I probably not out. one I'll run out to in theaters, but yeah. I might when it streams. Check it out streaming.
0: Yeah, I recommend it. I think you'll enjoy that one.
1: I'm, it is really bothering me that I cannot figure out what I was watching on Netflix.
0: I was trying to think. I don't remember you telling me one, but I know Dad texted us about one, too. Um, hmm. I wonder if I responded to that. know I can't think of what it was. Oh, he was talking that. about the sinner. Oh, that's right.
1: Did I respond anything to that? You said no, you didn't. And I didn't say anything before that either. Huh? Nope. <laughs> well, well. Let me see if I've got in here. Oh, I wonder. I was gonna open my Netflix app, but if I do that, I will have to log in and um my face ID glitched the other day. Oh good. So I had to reset it. Which means I have to re-enter my passwords to everything including my password keeper. Oh should I
0: tell uh what three celebrity lookalikes I got?
1: Yes you should <laughs> um and I think maybe you should post it to the Facebook this week.
0: Okay so and while you're looking I was laying in bed a few nights ago and I was scrolling through TikTok and one came up that was like it's supposed to give you your top three celebrity lookalikes, and Every once in a while I'll see one of those and I'll be like, eh, I don't want to try it. I just want to see what it'll like give me. And I was laying down so my <laughs> my hair was it didn't appear that I had long hair. Mhm. Um but the three that it gave me was number 1 Steve Harvey, which I I can totally see it. I died at that one. Um number 2 Zane Malik who's from One Direction back in the day. Okay. And
1: number 3 was Kanye West. <laughs> I can definitely see that one.
0: Um, So in case those of you that don't know what I look like, it's a mixture of those three
1: individuals. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Okay. I found relevant information in my text messages. I had to scroll way back. Um, Backing up to listening to Anatomy of Murder had an episode titled Menominee, and it Mm -hmm. takes place in the UP. Yep. Did you listen to that one? No. That's a good one um what murder was it do you remember one that took place in the nominee (laughs) okay i don't know i've listened to like 46 episodes of stuff since then (laughs) 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 um that was let's see that was april 23 so it's been a minute oh okay um so the thing i was watching on netflix carrie russell has a show called the diplomat okay So I've watched several episodes of that, and I recommend it. It's really good. Okay. It's um, sort of in the vein of West Wing or um, Designated Survivor. Okay. So it's kind of along those lines. Yeah. Really good show. All right. All right. Well. I think that's all I have. Yeah. I think I've rambled enough for one day. All right. So read the next three-ish chapters. Yep. Unless you're here for the spoilers and not reading, which. Then don't. That's your choice. (laughs) I'm not the boss of you. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, three more chapters for the next episode and send us your predictions, send us your stories, send us anything that's even loosely related to anything we've said. Yep. All right. Have a great week and remember to To read read responsibly. responsibly.